All right. Good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman. And as always, with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are PS. This is awesome. A PlayStation podcast. And this is episode 218. This is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. But before we get on with the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash PS This Is Awesome, and visit us on Twitter at PS This Is Awesome. And if you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PSN, you can find me at anchorless underscore 81 and Mr. Jake Peters at jakesaw01. And as always, you can write the show at PS This Is Awesome at gmail.com. Most importantly, do not forget to share the show with your friends. Be sure to leave comments, rate the podcast as you see fit. And as a reminder, this is a video podcast as well, so you can watch the show if you prefer over at our YouTube channel, so make sure you subscribe to that. And for new and or long-time listeners, we now have a Patreon where you can support the show at a $1 level called the One and Only $1 Club. Head over to www.patreon.com slash awesome to become a $1 patron and get your free die-cut vinyl sticker and a shout-out on the show. Jake, how are you doing today? Um... I, to be honest, I'm fucking exhausted. Yeah, dude, I'm feeling I that too. had a long, it's Easter, so, I mean, happy Easter to everybody. Yeah. But I, my wife's family lives in Kane, which from where we live now is like a two and a half hour drive. <laughs> so I, I just literally just got out of the car like five minutes ago. So I have basically did five Five hours of driving today, plus, you know, it's Easter, so everything in between that was large portions of food and, like, wine. So, I feel like I got hit by truck a little bit, yeah. but... Uh, I'm good to go. Good, How about good. You? I'm happy to hear. I'm doing well. Just uh, visited the folks for a little bit for Easter. Now, I will let the audience know there's no studio trickery here. It is actually Easter. We're recording this on Sunday evening. We didn't record this on Monday or Friday and pretending that it, it's actually Easter when we're recording this live right now. By the time you hear it, it will not be Easter, but it is for us. So, yeah, I went to the parents' house, hung out for a bit. I sent you a picture of uh, a door. One of the, one of the two doors in our bathroom at renovating, and uh, you know my wife wants to take all the paint off them, which is a pain. I'd rather just buy two new doors. And I, told I, was, her. I was gonna say you shouldn't let her talk you into that shit because I don't know if your time's worth anything. But I mean, if they're if they're, it would be one, if they're like really nice hardwood doors that have really mm. nice wood underneath of it, I can almost see it. But dude, I, I saw that picture and I was driving at the time, so yeah, I respond right. to it. But I was like. I was like, dude, I would much rather buy two and doors. hang yeah. two brand new doors than do what you're well, fucking they're gonna, doing. They're going to fit better, you know. They're going to be nice, new. Well, the thing yeah. is, is, is we're kind of doing this thing where we're trying to retain some of the original house, and I know a door is just yeah, a door. I but, get it. And all we're going to do, well, the thing is, is too because they're older doors for you know sixty years. The previous owners just slop paint over paint, and you know, of yeah. course, I got to wear like a mask in case it's lead paint or whatever. And I'm just trying to like be super safe. But you know, we're just gonna paint them again. But we're just tired of the way they look. Like they look dirty, like gross because there's paint drips and stuff from previous owners not doing a good job, and the, all the hardware had been paint painted over. They needed a little TLC. So uh, one Couldn't door. Could you just sand them really f- flat? What's that? And then paint them? Couldn't you just sand them and then paint them? Or did you have to strip them down to wood? Because um, now you're going to have to prime them and all that kind of shit all over. Yeah, well, I'm stripping it because it was – I mean you could have – so we're, we're slightly concerned about there possibly being paint underneath the coats. You know what I mean? Or lead paint rather. So I'm trying to do it in a way that like we don't get a ton of like paint 
dust everywhere by sanding them. So I'm using a heat gun, wearing a mask, you know, getting it hot, scraping it off, and it's a pain. But we had a nice day today, so we got one door done. Got another door to do. Anyways, that was my today. Yesterday, I was out in Warren, Pennsylvania, played a new brewery called Bent Run Brewery. It was pretty cool. Did a solo gig out there. And uh, that place is tight, so there's no way the band could ever play indoors. Like That sucks. And I know, you know Sarah was asking if I wanted her to tag along with me for that one. There was like a twofer. I was like, you know what? I kind of got at, I kind of got into that place because it's somebody that I kind of somebody who knows me. I should rephrase that. That wanted me to play that weekend because it was his mother's birthday, and they were having a bunch of friends over, and they were celebrating a bet run. They're like, oh, it'd be really cool if you were the, the guy performing. I was like, set it up. I'll do it. And then not only that, uh, Easter weekend. It's tough to like pull anyone out of their holiday plans or whatever you know what i mean and it was last minute and that place is tight i don't know that we both could have sat there i had both my pa speakers there and the owner was like you're only going to need one of those we're probably just going to want to use one and i was like i've brought them both in here i'll just keep it down i'm just going to play it and it worked out fine but it was tight they were nice but it was uh it was a little different real high ceilings so there's like natural reverb and stuff and echo in this place so mm. Uh, it was a nice drive. So I did that. So my voice is still kind of recovering from that three-hour gig. It's been a while since I've done three hours. And then, yeah, I think that's about all. Oh, yeah, well, that's game-related. We'll, we'll get into that. But, yeah, nothing really too exciting. Um, I did have a funny situation happen to me because, surprisingly, Home Depot's open on Sunday. I had to go get some mini steel brushes. Um, as I mentioned, we're trying to clean off the hardware for those doors, and I'd rather just buy black hardware and just have it be done with it. But trying to maintain the original stuff, which is fine. that shit probably isn't even the original hardware. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it, it's really old. It looks like it looks like you need a skeleton key for to open the locks and stuff. So it looks like it's sure. it's legit. But anyway, so I'm in Home Depot, and maybe the listeners have had something like this happen. And I'm getting ready to check out, and this guy comes walking in, and I'm like, oh, that's my buddy Dave. I know Dave. So I kind of look at him, and as he gets closer, I'm like, I'm not sure that that is Dave. And he's looking at me, looking at him, and then uh, I kind of turn my head away. I'm like, if that's Dave, he's going to say hi to me. And it looked just like him. And I look back at him, and he's kind of looking at me now. And then he's like, he gives me like the cordial head nod and just keeps going. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that was Dave. Like, do I look that much different? Like, when was the last time I saw this guy? <laughs> So and then I started thinking like his sons in bands and he plays music and stuff and I know Troy had done some work for him I'm like maybe like he's upset about something and like he's just like I'm done with this Oakland guy and I'm like because I know like the music scene sometimes can get kind of like that but he's not the kind of guy to be that way so I'm like oh my god like I gotta know like that had to have been him it looked just like him so I checked out I get to my car and I sent Dave a Facebook private message and I was like either. I just met your doppelganger, or you didn't realize that that was me in Home Depot just now. And he and he's a really religious guy, so I'm like, maybe it wasn't him. Maybe he wasn't out on Easter. And he writes back, he goes, man, he goes, I've been in Linesville all day, and it definitely wasn't me. And I was like, oh, God, really? So, like, it's really weird. Like, I don't know what that there, – there is a condition where you slowly uh, become worse and worse at identifying people's faces – is it is that aphasia? There there's a there's a thing where pe- people's faces just start to all look the same. I'm not experiencing that, but I I don't I don't I mean if that's 
aphasia. It's a condition of aphasia that I've never heard of. Okay, there is. But it's entirely possible. I want to look it up. But anyway, so it wasn't Dave. But I wonder how many listeners have actually had that situation where you see somebody like, oh, yeah, that's that's so-and-so. And then you're like, maybe it's not them. And you're like, no, I'm pretty sure that is. But uh, I don't know. Um, condition where you can't rec- recognize faces. It is called, oh, pr- prosa, prosopagnosia. This is per Google. Pro- prosopagnosia, also known as face blindness, means you cannot recognize people's faces. Often affects people from birth and is usually a problem a person has for most or all of their life. So I know I knew it was a thing because I, I learned it at college, but yeah, not aphasia. Sorry, I got it confused. As I got, I get a lot of stuff confused, but I I know what I mean, um, which is probably also a a thing, a term for that. CRS disease, you know what that is, right? Yeah, can't remember shit. <laughs> that was in Bottle Rocket. Um, Dignan, uh, Wes Anderson directed Bottle Rocket, and. I don't know who it is. He goes, what's wrong with you? He goes, I got CRS disease. Can't remember shit. <laughs> so funny. I don't know. It's such a good line from that movie. Anyways, let's talk about some video games. Jake, I, uh, I I bet you haven't even tried Slay the Spire yet, but I beat Slay the Spire with one of the four unlockable characters. And... I was surprised that I had beaten it. I I was having a lot of difficulty getting to the third the third round, so to speak. And uh, I got to the third round, and I beat the boss on a coinky dink. And I'll talk about it maybe uh, when we talk about the game. I think next episode we're gonna have to talk about this. And uh, I beat it. And uh, yeah, I don't think I'm gonna go back and play it with the other characters. But I was really surprised that it's just three levels. The game's three levels. It's a short hmm. game. And I like that about it. But we'll talk more about it later. Anyways, I I, un, I didn't plan to do this, but I jumped back into The Last of Us Part Two, And I don't know why I did it. I was just like, ah, I'm kind of jonesing for like some good combat or like, some, like a third person. You know what I mean? And I knew I had a game that was saved. That I had kind of started a while back. And uh, I hopped into it. And I was at the worst part of the game. Which is the open world part where you're with Dina. And you have to go to all those locations and find the gas. Yeah. Like that that was my least favorite part about that game. And that's where I quit playing it. It's a little less linear there. And uh, I jumped back in and I got through all that. And then as soon as I got out of that part where it starts getting a little more linear. Like I'm, I was roped in. And I had some really great... like. I just have to say something, and I and I feel like if you're a fan of The Last of Us and you have played The Last of Us Part Two, but maybe it didn't resonate with you the way uh, that you wanted it to, I think that now, if you've beaten it, right, if you played The Last of Us 2 and beat it, and you experienced the game and the story and everything, I think that when you go back, you enter it, without preconceived notions of what it is going to be and what it's trying to be. And you can just enjoy the game for what it is. And this game is fantastic. Now, what I did do with this playthrough to make it easier, they had a lot of accessibility options implemented in this game. We talked about it on one of our shows. There is kind of like a sonar mode. 
And uh, if you just go into stealth mode and tap the circle button, like you'll hear like a and like this thing pulsates out from your character. And it just tags every little thing that you can pick up or grab that you might have missed. So all the resources, you don't have to like walk up close and wait for a triangle to show up. It shows you where they're at. So you know what direction to go. It kind of helps you as a map too if you're kind of like don't don't know where hmm. what direction to go in. And the other thing that you can set it into is you can have an accessibility option to enable your character to automatically just pick shit up when you walk by it. So yeah. it is Awesome. Now, one thing I forgot about this game was how ridiculous it is, how many guys you kill that are armed with weapons that you never get their bullets, and you just leave their guns on the ground. That was one thing that, like, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm running out of ammo, but if I kill this guy, I'll go pick up his gun. And as soon as I killed him, it wasn't available. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. This was a thing. Because they wanted yeah, to. It's not un- it's not Uncharted, which. Yeah. That, I'll tell you what, that's one of those things that annoys the piss out of me. Especially in a game like The Last of Us, which is which prides itself so much on like grounded realism, mm. that just like you know you're as the character clearly under-equipped to be fighting these like soldiers yeah. essentially, and they drop like assault rifles on the ground, and you're just like I can't pick that up. It's like okay. Or, like, they're trying to, I don't know, make you suspend your disbelief by thinking, like, oh, well... That must have been their last it's shot. out of bullets or something. Yeah, right. And it's like, okay, well, what about the other fucking 40 guys that I killed? Mm-hmm. Somebody's got to have bullets somewhere. I mean, at least give me the gun, even if you only give me, like, 10 rounds for it. It's like, at least then it's like, okay, this sort of feeds the gameplay. Yeah. <laughs> where, you know, you can give somebody that kind of a weapon and not have mm-hmm. it be OP, like it's it's just I don't know. There's something I can't remember what game I was playing recently, where that was driving me fucking bananas. Was it Mass I don't Effect? remember. Maybe I don't. I don't remember. It might have been Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. It was. It was something where it was like you spend the whole game like ducking for cover because these guys are just fucking annihilating you with these crazy weapons yeah. and then you kill them and it's like oh well they're guns you just can't use them yeah. it's like okay well that to me that's that's like very old arcade video game sort of trope that's not like that just is a way for them to sort of you know because back then it was like the enemies had their own special guns and you have these guns that we made for you to use mm. that's like the old school way of thinking and the new school way of thinking is like oh that you know you kind of interact with the enemies in terms of like and you all use kind of like a shared pool of guns mm-hmm. that's kind of like the, the uncharted way of thinking let's say right but then there are still these games these still like high quality AAA games that come out where it's like you fucking struggle to kill somebody because they have like a way better weapon to, than you. And then afterwards you just can't, you can't use it yeah. or you can't pick it up or for whatever reason, like the gun is laying on the ground, but you can't interact with it or whatever. I don't know. It's frustrating. I know they're trying to probably maintain the tone of the video game and the tension and, That's and, and the yeah. tension. And that probably was like a small sacrifice for them or whatever. And but I don't know. It, it's it can be annoying whenever uh, you're struggling. Mm-hmm. Let's say. Well, I will say that 
like I mentioned, um, if you played the game and weren't entirely satisfied by it your first playthrough and were hoping that it was going to be a little more or it wasn't what you expected, I really feel like a second playthrough, maybe now, if you haven't gone back to it, now we're like maybe you've forgotten parts of it and uh, you know in general what you're getting out of the game, I feel like it can be appreciated more for what it is. And, and it's a masterpiece. Like, I wanted to enjoy combat. Like, in, like, the the third-person combat in this game, when you have bullets and you have ammo, and you if you're doing a new game plus and you have, like, the leveled-up everything, oh, man, the combat is so satisfying in this game. Like, when, it, when you're equipped to take people out. Like, it is... I put a small, like, minute-and-a-half YouTube video up um, just of, of gameplay while I was playing it. It was I was on the rooftop with Dina. There were three enemies, guys. You know, two one woman, I think, two men. And I'm stealing shit from the wolves, and and then we'll get to what you're playing. But steal stuff from the wolves, and as I'm doing it, Dina's like, "Yeah, take all their shit, rob these bastards." And then she goes, "Oh, oh, hey, hey!" And you 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 look up and you see like these wolves jumping off of a higher platform onto the roof that you're on. And they're like, she's got to be around here somewhere. And then I do this army crawl under this fucking, like, I don't know, huge air conditioner unit. So I could just see their feet and they're talking. Like, something doesn't feel right. So then I'm like, okay, it's on. They don't know I'm here. Dina's under here with me. And I pull out my bow and I'm laying on my back under this thing. And I just peel it back and I headshot this one woman and she drops. And Dina's like, oh, it's, it's going down. And she jumps out and she starts, like, firing and then they start looking for me, and then I'm 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 gonna stay hidden. Then I get pulled out from underneath it, and this guy starts punching me in the face. And then Dina comes over to try to rescue me, but then there's another guy that's like hiding and shooting at her, so she has to take cover. And I take down the guy that pulled me out, and then like the other guy's like focused on her. So then I flank the dude, and it was just like straight out of a fucking movie, but it wasn't scripted. It just works like that. That combat is awesome. It's so it's good. very good. I I do want to go back and replay it because I think I think a lot of the vitriol surrounding that game is just people were not they didn't appreciate the the don't spoil it the way that the story went. <laughs> right. I, I'm not going to spoil right, it. Right. I mean, I know we have listeners who haven't played it. Is all so so like yeah. I'm not going to spoil the game, but like. The story is incredibly divisive. Yeah. So true. I think that it's that's what really threw people off. Now, for me, I didn't. You know, there were some things about the story that, like, I really didn't care for. Mm. But it was just that the game was way too long. Like, I I think that the the combat was better than the first one. I think that the the graphics and the animations and everything the everything was better the crafting than the first yeah, game the workbenches yeah i don't think that the story was better i think it was more intense than the first one but my whole thing with it was it, it's not that the game wasn't fun it's not that it mm. wasn't a good time my biggest quip with it was just that it was too long so if i could go back and replay it now i'm not you know i don't have the weight of the story like, I know what's going to happen. I can just sort of enjoy it and pick out, you know, I'm not seeing that initial reaction. I don't want to call it a red mist because I'm not, like, angry about it. But, like, you know where it's like, 
you're shocked by something and you miss things. Yeah. So like, I'd like to play through it again. And plus with all these accessibility features and everything, I can blast through it probably in way faster, Yeah. like, like way shorter amount of time. So it won't feel as much of a burden Mm -hmm. is whenever I was playing through it the first time with all that shit turned off and playing on the normal difficulty and everything and having a freaking linear third person action game take 35 fucking hours, 40 hours to beat, which to me is absolutely asinine. Well, I think that, but yeah. I don't mean to cut ahead. you off. I was just going to say the one, the one thing that irritated me the most in my first playthrough was like in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, this has to be the end of the game here. And then it went on. And then, like, it turned into a guessing game for me. Like, I was like, yeah. I'm going to get through this part because I think the game's going to end here pretty soon. And then, like, I was just looking for the end and missing everything in between because it had gone on so much longer than I expected it to. You know, like, I was like, okay, this has to be the end. And then, like, I get to a new part. Like, okay, this has to be, like, the final, like, encounter, right? And then, nope. And then it's like, okay, this has to be. Nope. Okay, Okay, this has to be. Nope. And it's like, oh God. Yeah. Like and then like it just started eating away at my brain, like like what is going on here? Like was this even when necessary? Is this game gonna fucking end? Yeah. yeah. But I think yeah, like looking, definitely it's great though. Like if you Yeah, just, it, it is good. If you know where it ends, and we both know now yeah, to play they definitely did pull. They definitely did pull like a Return of the King fucking moment where they're just like the the game <laughs> fucking ends like five times. It's, yeah, it's, it's like what the fuck. It, I remember seeing Return of the King in the theaters whenever I, I think I was a senior in high school when it came out, and or a junior or a freshman in college. I don't remember. Mm. And uh, <laughs> and everybody like would start clapping and like start to get up like five fucking times yeah, because it, it like fades to black like five fucking times. Yeah. But anyway, we could, we don't have to talk about the yeah. last of us anymore because it gives yeah, better, yeah. Uh, you know, people just need to play. I mean, I, I still a hundred percent believe people need to play the last of us part too, but um, just expect a long haul. If you haven't played emotionally, time-wise everything, it's just, it, it'll, it'll take the wind out of you. Um, anyways, there's a great spring sale going on in the PSN. I almost bought House of Ashes for 20 bucks, but I still have a ton of home projects. So I, I've kind of made a commitment to myself not to buy games unless I'm ready to play them. So anyways, yeah. that's that's it. That's all I've been playing. Jake, how about you? So uh, I think I said on the last episode that I was right at the end of Horizon mm. and that – so we recorded last Saturday and that was the truth. Like literally the next morning I beat horizon. I forgot. I beat horizon as well. I thought that was already covered, but it wasn't go ahead. Yeah. So, um, so I beat horizon right away. And then after our last episode and I was, then I started doing the whole him haw about getting the platinum and because horizon doesn't have a terribly difficult platinum. Um, and it's just, you know, you got to do the things. And I was like looking, I was like asking myself, do I want to do the things and play Horizon for another week or two mm. to get this platinum? Or do I want to move on and maybe come back to do the platinum later? Like maybe as part of like when they do, because I think we'll get into this when we do the spoiler cast, but I, I I have a pretty good idea of what a single player DLC for this game could be. And so, and they did a single player DLC in the frozen wilds for the first one. So if like, let's say a year from now they do a DLC for horizon, 
or if we get some downtime or whatever, that might be a good time for me to come back and do the platinum. I, and, but like the reason why, what cut, what definitely like put like a period on me not doing that was that I thought I had a trophy glitch and that I wasn't going to be able to get the platinum Mm. because it's like the, the tall, the, the one, one of the trophies, and this isn't a spoiler. One of the trophies is to get all the tall necks. And, uh, and if you look up the trophy guide or if you look up the trophies, it's like unlock all five tall necks. I don't know if, I don't know if you've encountered this at all, but this is just a, this is just a PSA for the audience on the map. I had five tall necks and all of them were green and all of them said completed, but in my game statistics, it said tall necks overridden four. And I'm like, Oh fuck. You know, this thing is glitched. It didn't count one of the tall necks that I did. And I'm like looking at shit online and all, there's all this stuff about like a glitch from the tall neck trophy from the last horizon game Mm. where you had to like repel from everyone. You couldn't like fast travel from on top of them. So it was like, maybe I didn't repel from them all or like maybe this, that or whatever. But, uh, after a bunch of digging, I found out that there's actually six fucking tall necks in the game. But statistically, they only count five of them. So I don't know if one of them is like, I don't remember one of them being a gimme. Do you? Like, I don't remember any of the tall necks being a gimme. Like, I had to do all of them. So, I think there's a tall neck that's built right into the story. Well, there's, there is the tall neck that's the one story mission at the end of the game. There's one in a cauldron. Right? Well, th- that one is the one that I'm missing. Oh, I did that one. So, but like I did all like you got you know, the underwater if, one. If yeah, so so if you look at if you're if you're used to playing the first Horizon or even this one, like on the map it shows where all the tall necks are with symbols. Yeah. And then you go do them, and they turn green, and they say they're completed, and that portion of the map opens up. But like. They're like, okay, well, one of these doesn't fucking count. And the one that's in the cauldron that's not on the map counts as a statistical, you know, tall neck discovered. There's only like a tracker on five of them. So like. That's weird. And, and this, this is just one of those things where I'm just like, why the fuck is this a decision that they made from a design perspective? Because it just confused me as a player. It's like, yeah, okay, I get it. I didn't do the iota cauldron. I get it. But like, there's no indication based on the the counter in the statistics or the trophies or anything, or, or even, even that even that quest log entry. There's no indication that there's a tall neck in there that would count towards this trophy. So, and I think one of the trophies is you actually have to do all the cauldrons. So I would have gotten it eventually, right? But it's like. Half of the reason I decided not to do the platinum is because I thought my fucking game was broken. That's really weird. Because they 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 the messaging was wrong. Yeah. In the game. So anyway, a bit of a digression. So if you are going for the Horizon Platinum and you're wondering why the fuck you haven't gotten the tall neck trophy, you have to do the Iota dungeon, the Iota cauldron, and there is a tall neck in there. I don't know. I didn't do it. So I just know that there's one in there. Yeah, I did it. It, It's actually really cool, but go ahead. Um so uh Anyway, so since I quit playing that, I actually started uh, diving deep into Elden Ring. 
So I've been playing that a lot. I say a lot. I probably put about, I'm going to say nine or 10 hours into it. Mm. And I, I don't know what to say about this game. I'll be completely honest with you. It's, it's so bizarre because if you were to come to me and say, is this game a 97? Now I'm talking about the whole Metacritic thing, right? The whole internet meme. It's like fucking Elden Ring is a 97 on Metacritic. I don't think it's that. I think it's a 96 now or some shit, but it's still really high. We're talking like best games of all time on Metacritic Mm. is where this thing currently sits. And I'm playing it and I'm like, nah, it's not that. But there is something to be said about the fact that when I'm not playing this game, a lot of times I find myself thinking about playing this game. I'll quit playing because I'm like, this is too fucking hard. <laughs> I like, I like walk away because I keep dying and losing my shit and all this stuff. And then, and then like an hour later, I'm thinking about it and I'm like, well, maybe I can go over here. Maybe I can do this. Maybe I can do that. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And there is something to be said about that. The game has fucking hooks. Now, am I going to beat it? I almost can guarantee you I'm not going to beat this game. I don't have the time. It only takes or the seven patience. minutes to beat the game, Jake. What's that? It only takes seven minutes. You can speed run is it that- in seven minutes. That's the record now. Oh, uh, I believe it. I believe that somebody can speed run it in seven minutes, but. I think for the average, like for the normal player to play through it, like organically, it's like a hundred hours yeah. or 80 hours or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. So, I interject that. um, but, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm still, and don't get me wrong. I'm not a souls born guy. So like, I don't really understand the combat because coming, going from horizon to Elden ring is, it's, it's fucking confused. Like they're both open world, third person, action games Mm. and they both have dodge mechanics and parry mechanics and all this shit but one of the games you know it's like you know one of the games it's like driving a fucking porsche and the other game it's like driving an abrams tank it's like just in the way that they control Mm -hmm. and in the so like you have a, a dodge mechanic, for example, in Elden Ring. And again, to the listeners, if anybody out there is a huge Soulsborne fan, I apologize. I do not understand these games. I find them cool and I am fascinated by them. And I think that the imagery and everything surrounding the games is really fucking cool. But mechanically, I just really have a hard time wrapping my head around it. But it has a dodge mechanic. And I'm like coming up against these guys that have like a fucking spear and a shield. And I'm like, okay obvious play here the guy lunges with the spear i roll to the side and then stab him where he's exposed seems obvious right right, well in this game the roll mechanic is more like you just falling down on purpose in a given direction and it's like slow and it's clunky and like you like coming from horizon where it's like the dodge mechanic is such a great utility in combat where it's like you dodge and you're up and you're making a move and it's fast paced and everything works really well and it's smooth. In this game, it's like I hit the dodge button. It uses my stamina, which makes my which means I can attack less. Oh, and I basically just fall down and put myself in a vulnerable position. And I understand 
before the people, all the haters out there start raining fire on me. I understand that it's just me not knowing the combat systems of the game. Sure. But but I feel like it should be a little bit more approachable in just how do you learn this game? Like, I, I get it that, you know, the game leaves a lot to the, you know, you have to figure things out on your own. It's very Minecraft in that way. But, like, it, there are some things where, like, I would love for you to just say, hey, by the way, this is how you do this thing. And mm-hmm. maybe give me an example. And to, And another thing I found out after playing the game for eight hours was that there's a whole tutorial section that I just walked right past. I had no idea I was supposed to, I would, I could, I could do it. There's a whole, there's like you, you, when you start out and you know, typical fashion, you fight some enemy that's too big. He kills you. And then you wake up and now this is the start of the game and you're walking out of this like dungeon thing. And as you're walking out of this dungeon thing, there's this fucking hole in the ground and it's like you talk to a guy and he's like, oh, jump down there and like, you know, you test your metal or like some real cryptic fucking shit that makes it seem like you're going to die it's, if you go down. It's not there. like, hey, jump down here. I'll show you how to play the game. And so like I, I, I was like, OK, well, I know how these things are like I need to level up. I'll come back, blah, 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 blah. So I, I go out and I play the game for like eight fucking hours. Smarted. And I come back and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go down this hole. And I go down this hole and it's like the tutorial for the game. I'm like, what the fuck? That's hilarious. (laughs) Like put, put a goddamn sign up or something. Like I get, that's not like the, that's not what they're going for and blah, 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 blah. But there is, there is like an aspect of these games that like fundamentally clashes with the way, like the way that I like a video game to be presented to me. I love the exploration aspect of it. I love that you find things organically in the world. I love that it pulls like the curiosity out of you. But like, and I love that feeling you get when you're able to like take down an enemy that you weren't able to take down before. But like, man, some of the shit that they just leave up, dude, I, I didn't even know until like 10 hours into the game, I play this fucking tutorial And there's like five different ways you can attack. I didn't even know I could do. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess if I had played this, maybe I would have figured out that I I, that I have a one handed sword. But apparently I can use it with two hands if I do this button combination. And now I can break their shield and just fucking kill them. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, that would have been good to know. But like. I, I don't know. I, but uh, it sounds all that like said, you're really frustrated with this game. But but all that said, yeah. I don't know why. I really like it. I don't know <laughs> why. I really like it. And and I I'm gonna be a, like like I said. I think a lot of it is just the imagery, the character design, the enemy design in this game is fucking bananas. I mean, those guys they they really come up with some. I honestly think that uh, Miyazaki and From Software have some of the best uh um gothic fantasy fantasy art design that i've ever seen it's so cool there are times when i wish there was a little more sunshine in the game i'm gonna i'm not gonna lie i like my games with sunshine i mentioned that in horizon i always play it during the daytime all that shit but man is it cool looking and uh so I, i that's all i have to say right now i mean it's really interesting um and i i am gonna play more of it like i said there's 
almost zero percent chance I'm going to beat this game. Well, I'm glad you're playing it. I'm having fun playing it for now, and I know that it's kind of the zeitgeist at the moment. So I'm glad I can at least comment on it a little bit. I did download Slay the Spire. Um, I will play it some before we podcast because I think next week is the last podcast of the month. So yeah, we're gonna have to do it next I, week. So I will uh, try to play some of that this week so that we can talk about it next week. But other than that, I really haven't been playing much of anything. Actually, they, there's a mobile version of Slay the Spire. I believe it. And I was like, okay, this is the type of game, because I'm like looking at it. I'm like, this is the type of game I'd love to play in bed, like on my Vita. But we know there's not a It's addicting. Slay the Spire is very addicting. So, like, I was like, oh, I know there's a mobile version. And based on the way the game plays, I'm like, oh, I bet the mobile version plays fine. Oh, yeah. And But I, I looked it up, and it's like 10 bucks. I was like, nah, I'm not going to. I'm not going to pay for it. I'll sit, I'll play it on my PS5 or yeah. whatever. But then I got to thinking, it's a PS4 game. So I was thinking about getting my PS4 out, installing it on that, and then remote playing to my Vita. And I know that's like a really fucking convoluted way of playing a video game. But I feel like it would be kind of a neat thing to do like while I'm just chilling out and not like dedicating like my main gaming hours to it, if that makes any sense. You do you, man. However, you got to get it done. Welcome to the PS This Is Awesome Patreon page. For those of you that don't know, my name is Fred Oakman. And I'm Jake Peters. And we're a PlayStation podcast currently in our 10th year. Our first episode aired in July of 2012, where we discussed and speculated on the arrival of the PS4. Over the years, we've used this podcast to take a break from adulting, share our love of video games, and in particular, PlayStation. The audio podcast is available on all major streaming services, and we have recently made the leap to uploading video content and video podcasting to our YouTube channel, as well as the very occasional Twitter post or live stream. Over the years, we have covered everything from PS3 to PS Vita through the launches of PS4, PSVR, and now PS5. As our audience has grown over the years, we have decided to start this Patreon with the hopes of creating a medium in which we can give you the opportunity to help support our show. And as a test bed, we're starting with a single tier. It's called the one and only $1 Club. So with your support at the $1 level, we're going to mail you a premium vinyl cut sticker and give you a shout out on the podcast. But at this time, unfortunately, we can only ship to the U.S. and Canada. But this is subject to change depending on your interest. So whether you're new to the show or you're a frequent flyer, we are forever thankful for your support and hope you can find it in your little gaming heart to join us in the one and only $1 Club. Until next time, like PlayStation, Podcasting, and Patreon, P.S. This is awesome. For the listeners who missed, we are going to be playing... Each month, one of the PlayStation Plus offerings, we're going to pick it on the first week of the month, and we're going to play it throughout the month, and then talk about it the last show of the month. Slay Spire was the one we are going to do for the month of April. We will be talking about that next episode, so if you want to join in and you're a Plus member, get your game, play it, and you can share opinions with us as you listen to the show. Let's get on with the news. Jake, The Witcher 3... The PS5 version has been moved to being developed in-house by CD Projekt Red. Now, I'm not sure that I got this news point right here, but did I read right that it was being outsourced to a company in Russia? So I don't think we knew this, but or maybe we did and it was just under the radar. I don't think it was like 
you know, front page news or anything. But based on what CD Projekt Red said in their latest press release was that another company was doing this port. Yeah. And CD Projekt's like, oh, we're going to pull it in house and we're going to do it now. And it's and and it's delayed indefinitely. Yeah. So it's inevitably going to delay the quarter two release that was announced recently. And then the game studio, CD Projekt Red, that is, they assure that the game is not in quote unquote development hell. This is a game that's already made. So I know it's a very large game, but I wouldn't think that it would be that big of an effort unless they're adding and I think they were doing some sort of extra mission or something because of the Netflix series or something they were doing something extra for the Witcher they, 3 they did say that like they're well, well they're in their little thing they were like oh because of what we wanted to do is more than blah 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 we're gonna bring it in house and it's gotta be delayed indefinitely because we don't know when we're gonna get to it and yada 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 and I'll be honest with you like when it comes to CD Projekt Red at this point I just like don't care yeah until the game is in my hands, I I don't care about anything that they have to say. So I don't like because like you said, this is a fucking game that has been out for eight years. At least I, I don't know, a long ass time, yeah. seven years. And so like maybe it hasn't been that long, but it's been a fucking long time. And so you know to just be like oh we're gonna bring it in house and i don't know if it's if this was a developer in russia maybe it was related to the whole i don't you know, know what i, I don't know where i got that it, scratch that i well, don't know that, that was the case but okay because because i i didn't i didn't see that but that doesn't mean it's not true right i didn't um, see it either but i thought that i had saw that or something like that and i couldn't find it to validate it that's why i was kind of like saying is it i don't know if this is real or not but I know that it's coming back in-house. Why it's coming back in-house, I'm not sure. It sounds like, Jake, you read somewhere that they were saying that, you know, because of the what they wanted to do with it maybe was out of the expertise of the place they outsourced it to. Maybe the project wasn't going the way they wanted it to. Maybe they're bringing it back, but it's pushing the date out. Anyways, I, <clears throat> there's more CD Projekt Red news, and it's that the Cyberpunk 2077 expansion that was promised, they're now saying is coming in 2022. I put 2033, which might actually be true. 2022, it's it's no, 2023, 2023 is when it's supposed to come. Sorry. I have a typo in my notes. So the Cyberpunk 2077 expansion is, is arriving in 2023 and that was uh per a recent financial call held by CD Project Red with their investors or whatever. So it's it's just interesting that everything of theirs is just getting pushed out now. So so okay so here is the official tweet that I think all of this is based on. Yeah. It says and this is from the official this is from The Witcher uh Twitter account. It's a, guy, it's a blue check probably. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So it's Witcher game at Witcher game. Yep. And the tweet is quote we have decided to have our in-house development team conduct the remaining work on the next gen version of The Witcher 3: The Wild Hunt. We are currently evaluating the scope of the work to be done and thus have to postpone Q2 release until further notice. We'll update you as soon as we can. Thank you for your understanding. So, like I said, maybe there's other stuff. This is all that I saw. Yeah. And I, dude, I, I just, I, I get it. Take your time or Everything whatever. Everything else is speculation, but that's what they said. Sure. Yeah. I, like, I get it. Take your time or whatever. And to be fair, if if what you are saying that you thought you might have seen about them having a developer working on it in Russia, I don't makes, know that I, I mean, saw that. Dude, 
I mean, if they did have a developer in Russia working on it, they have to fucking pull it in house or or move it to another developer because I wouldn't have anybody in Russia doing any of my work right now. Not even because of the politics, but because Russia like fucking owns all of the businesses over there right now. It's like there's some weird shit going on where like it could definitely affect how your work is being done. So um, all right, here you go. Hey, maybe I did see it somewhere. Kotaku. Witcher 3 next-gen upgrade pulled from Russia Studio. Delayed indefinitely. It says here, this is from Kotaku. I'm just going to... Kotaku. I'm just going to read it. It says, the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X S upgrade for The Witcher 3 won't arrive anytime soon. In fact, CD Projekt Red announced today that it's delayed indefinitely. That follows the decision to bring development on the next-gen uh, version back in-house after it was previously in the hands of Saber Interactive's Russia ob- office. Okay. So, there you go. Is Saber was working on it. The more that's, okay, I I'm glad yeah. I didn't just throw that out. I, I thought I read it somewhere. Okay, well that's good. I didn't. I didn't know that uh, one Saber had a branch in Russia. I mean, for all I know, fucking Saber Interactive's base in Russia. But like, um, <laughs> you know, maybe maybe they'll uh, they'll if if they're pulling it back in house because it was based in Russia. I mean, I totally get that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like. Yo, this fucking game has been out forever. So, like, the PC version of this game is probably basically going to be the PS5 version. The only thing that's different is that the they might have, like, an extra quest line or something. Yeah. If they're adding that in. So, it's like, I, it's like, I don't know what the hell is going on at CD Projekt Red. And maybe, you know, all this stuff is just, you know, maybe I'm being unreasonable about it or whatever but i just dude after the whole cyberpunk thing after and and, and even this it's like i don't know, I just whatever i it, you know it, it's cool like we can report on it or whatever i mean i'm totally fine talking about it but like i don't know that it's like I don't get excited anymore when they announce anything i just get irritated you know what i get like, excited I was about excited. Jake? What's that? Testing our PlayStation knowledge. <laughs> oh, did you get? Did you have another quiz on here? Yeah, you want to do it? Yeah. Sorry, sure. I don't mean to cut you off, but we've no, we've said all we need to say about fucking CD yeah, Projekt Red. <laughs> Let's do it. We're gonna test our PlayStation knowledge on the PlayStation blog or what? No, on uh, PushSquare.com. Sorry. <laughs> I love doing these because we are rock stars. Uh, we are doing really good on these. So, knock on wood. Here we go, Jake. Question 1 of 15. What is the magic that Sephiroth tries to destroy the world with in Final Fantasy VII? Black Death, Oblivion, Meteor, or Hellfire? I think it's, it's Meteor. Is it Meteor? Yeah. Oh, boom. Correct. All right. Question number 2 of 15. Which of these optional activities isn't featured in Yakuza 0? Disco dancing, fishing, gym workout, or model car racing? It's got to be model car racing, um, right? I was going to say car racing. The other three sound like totally Yakuza, but I guess I could be wrong. It might be gym workout. No, because you're like fucking smashing people over the head with motorcycles and right, shit. Let's like, go. I, I would have to imagine that there's like a thing where you can do working out. Well, just Maybe so you not, know, it's know. model car racing, not just car racing, like model cars. Yeah. You want to go that? Let's do it. Yeah. 
I've never played nope, Yakuza. Gym workout. Wow, you were right. Okay. Uh, we should get credit for that one, but we don't. Hey, question three of 15. Which Valve game was famously announced for PS3 during Sony's press conference at E3 2010? Was it Team Fortress 2, Portal 2, Counter Strike, or Half Life 3? 2010. 20, Portal 2. I'm going to go Portal 2. 2010. Portal 2, because Half Life 3 has never been announced. Team Fortress 2, I thought, was out before that. 12 years ago. Counter Strike came out a long time ago. It has to be Portal 2. Boom. Got it. Who is the player protagonist in Bioshock Infinite? Is it Harlan Montgomery, Seth McMasters, Booker DeWitt. Booker DeWitt or Tug Speedman. <laughs> that should be the name of a band, Tug Speedman. What's up, everybody? We're Tug Speedman. All right, Booker DeWitt is correct. Good job. Who is this Tekken character pictured? And it's a it's a dude all dressed in black. He looks really fancy. He's got a red tie. Is it Kazuya Mishima, Jin Kazama, Martial Law, or Brian Fury? We've, I know the answer to this one. Do you know this one? I don't know it. It's Kazuya Mishima. Good job, Jake. Hell yeah. <clears throat> I Dude, I, I fucking... So there are two fighting games in my life uh-huh. that I was... Obs- well, if you don't count uh, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale, which I got the Platinum in, there are two like legitimate fighting games in my life that I was obsessed with. Super Street Fighter 2 and Tekken 3. Mm. So... Tekken 3 is widely considered one of the best ones that ever came out. So I, I am you happy knew that to one. impart my knowledge. Well, I know this one, and I played a lot of this game. I might have Platinum the Division 2. I can't remember. But uh, what city does the Division 2's main campaign take place in? Uh, Detroit, D.C., Austin, or New York City? It's easy. It's D.C. Final answer. Boom. Correct. Which of these is not a wipeout team? Piranha? AG Systems, Atlas, or Fizar? It's Atlas. Wait. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Atlas. I had. I don't wi- know. I've, I had wipe- I played exactly one Wipeout game, and it was the one for Vita. Omega. I didn't even play that much. The Omega Collection, dude. Oh, man. Wipeout was so good. I'm going Atlas. I'm pretty sure it's at. I'm going to go Atlas. I know Piranha and Fizar are definitely... Although Piranha might be the style of ship... I'm going to go Atlas. Yes, got it. Yeah, nice. buddy. All right. Happy to contribute for once. Um, which manga and anime property has been officially cited as a key influence for both the Dark Souls series and Dragon's Dogma? Is it Berserk, Vagabond, Demon Slayer, or Claymore? I I want to say Berserk That's, only yeah. because I've heard that Berserk is like a famous old manga. Let's go. Let's go so, Berserk. Got it. Boom. Dude, we are nice. crushing this shit. Which ancient civilization is at the core of Broken Sword 2 story? I have no idea. Incan, Egyptian, Mayan, or Greek? I didn't play this game. I don't know. I like to think that it's uh, Egyptian. But that that they could be that could be the red herring because that was Assassin's Creed, right? Um, Mayan civilization. It's probably not Greek. I'm gonna go Incan or Mayan, Jake. What do you want to do out of those two? Um, you always hear about the great Incan. Mayan. Mayan Mayan is more exotic yeah, for sure. I think the Incan. You want to do it? 
Just pick one, man. Damn it. It's my end. God damn it, Jake. You've steered us backwards on two now. You've talked me off the ledge twice. <sighs> all right. That's all right. <laughs> I'm just giving you shit. Who did Sean Layden succeed as Sony Computer Entertainment America's president and CEO? Oh, and CEO in 2014. Was it Adam Boyes? Jack Tratton. Yeah. Let's just do it because we know that's the answer. Okay, and what year was the PlayStation Trophy System introduced? I love this picture of Sean Layden, by the way, <laughs> that they have on this yeah. quiz. Yeah, he's so cool. All right, what year was the PlayStation Trophy System introduced? 2010, 2012, 2006, or 2008? I'm going to go 2006, dude. Hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Can you, can you say that again? 2010? For whatever reason, my... 2012, 2006, or 2008? 2010. Definitely not that. It's either 06 or 08, I think. Um, hold on a sec. Jake's looking the answer up. I'm not. I'm trying to get back to where we were. Because I'm Play following fair. along on my side, so I wanted to... I have a really hard time doing this audio only because I... You like to see the uh, the multiple choices. I like answers. to see the options in front of my face. And in what order they're in is important also if they're trying to trick us. Um, so the year that the trophy system was introduced, I believe, was 2008. All right, we'll go 2008. That was one of my two guesses. Yes, good job, Jake. People are gonna people are gonna think that I looked that up. I swear to God, I was just getting back to where we were. I don't because my page. Got I just threw up. it out there because I thought it'd be a funny accusation to throw at you. I, I knew it was like 2008 or 2009. I couldn't remember which one it was. Yeah. All right. So we've we're, we've missed two. We are on question 12 of 15. The PS1 Classic Castlevania Symphony of the Night. How do you access the reverse inverted castle? Smash a specific mirror as Alucard, free Richter from Shaft's curse, save Maria from Dracula, or equip a special sword and kill a certain number of enemies. I think it's the mirror. That was my first first guess, but I never. I've never played that through far. the game. I mean, I've played. I've definitely played it. I just never. I wasn't that good at it. I'm gonna when, go like, the back mirror. in the day. Nope. Free Richter from Shaft's Curse. Mm. Very good to know. Very good to know. I don't know why that's a PlayStation quiz. I guess it can be. What Did that game, was that exclusive to PlayStation, Symphony of the Night? It was a PS1 game. Okay, fair enough. Which of these companies specializes in developing, publishing FMV live action games? Bluepoint, Wales Interactive, Arcane Studios, or RGG Studio? It's not, well, it's not the, it's not blue point and it's not arcane so it's either whales or rgg i've never heard of rgg so that's so the one it probably maybe it's is whales I, I don't i honestly don't know i mean let's go whales i'm gonna give the benefit of the doubt and let you redeem yourself here i'm gonna go whales good job jake saved it save the day <laughs> what's the name of the sword that the doom slayer can wield in doom eternal is it the crucible sword the Buster Sword, the Sword of Judgment, or the Sword of Ultra Destruction? <laughs> it's the Crucible Sword. All right. Good job. I, <laughs> I never played that. It's fun fact about that on uh, when uh, – they jeez, uh, I can't even think. Whenever they released all those free codes on that thing that we had, the Game Awards, I had yeah. that game. I had it in my cart, and it was free. And then I was like, nah, I'm going to find something else. I think I've already played that one. And I had never played it, so I lost it. Um, 
Which of these is not a legendary animal that you can hunt in Red Dead 2? A boar, a python, an elk, or a coyote? I'm going to guess python just because I don't know how that mechanically would work. But um, I I, ne- I didn't do the legendary hunts in Red Dead. I played I, – I beat the game and I really loved it. But I never really got super into the hunting other than what python. I needed to do. Is that what you said? I said Python's probably not it. Or Python is probably the answer because I don't know how mechanically you hunt a legendary Python. Yeah. And by the way, I do know that it's coyote. It's just we call them coyotes up here in Pennsylvania. <laughs> I said coyote. No, I said coyote. <laughs> like an asshole. Just clarifying things. For all our listeners, so they don't write me. No, I'm just kidding. Python, let's do it. Got it. Good job, Jake. 12 out of 15. You heard it here first. Boom. We should get a job at Push Square. I'll tell you what, Jake. They've told us this three times in a row now. Maybe we ought to just quit our jobs and write Push Square. <laughs> and go work for Push Square. Yeah. So funny. Let's get back Aggregating on. Aggregating for $20 an article or whatever the yeah, fuck they're talking about. No, thank about. you. Let's get back on <laughs> to uh, the news. Sony acquisitions, Jacob. Uh, there have been big rumors abound regarding who and what Sony is going to acquire next. Now, PlayStation boss Jim Ryan has indicated that Sony has plans. Recently, this is new news as of this week, Death Stranding is now on the Sony PlayStation Studios graphic. And concurrently, Hideo Kojima posted the graphic, but only later... Confirm that Kojima Productions is independent and will remain independent. And I will add also, prior to him post retweeting this picture, he uh, he was posting pictures of what appeared to be an office relocation for Kojima Productions. So it does appear that something is going on here. Though it seems the internet has completely decided that this is not the case. Um, I guess two questions is... Well, two things. Number one, Hideo hasn't really said anything about Abandoned. He's never come out. I don't think he has. I don't think he's like publicly been like, no, this isn't me. Which is weird because you think like if he's going to come out and say we weren't purchased by Sony, you would think he would have given the same attention to all this Abandoned shit if it weren't true. See, the way that Kojima has acted in the past, though, it seems like if he's engaging, there is almost something to talk about. That's true. Because, yes. Because, because, like, here, I could totally see him just fucking lying about it. Because, I mean, there's no there's no law against lying, you know, especially if he's under some sort of, like, legal obligation to not, like, give up the ghost on this deal until it's complete. Here's like, the, it's. Yeah. So it is kind of weird what is going on. The only the only caveat I would say when he said that they're independent, blah, 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 is that I know that Kojima was really fucking sour about his previous parent company, which was Konami, mm. and what happened with them. So – it might be hard, even though, yes, he did do an exclusive game for PlayStation first and blah, 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 blah. It did almost – it does almost feel like he might be hesitant to jump back under another umbrella and not be in complete creative control unless he's able to negotiate that in his deal. And with Sony, I guarantee you he could. Sony could – he could literally just be like, okay, 
you can buy us, but I get to fucking do whatever I want. And I could totally see Sony being like, yeah, whatever, go ahead. And that would be totally fine. Now, probably if I had to guess, if this is true, the reason why he came out and lied about it and says that it's not true. If he lied. If he lied, right? And we're... it doesn't even necessarily mean that he, he lied. He said that Sony is ind- that we're independent and will remain independent. But you know that doesn't mean that they can't fucking be bought later, right? So the reason why I say that it, that he might be like sort of playing it safe with his wording is that he did make that like intent to work with Microsoft on like an exclusive cloud game mm. or something like that. So. It's entirely possible that he doesn't want to, like, start any fucking fires because of that supposed obligation that he has while simultaneously being purchased by the competitor, which is PlayStation. And because it would be – dude, it would be – it's a weird day in the industry when PlayStation is making an Xbox exclusive – so, like, that that's just strange. Like, it, it's weird enough that a PlayStation first-party game in MLB The Show is on Xbox day one. What would be even weirder is if PlayStation was just straight up making a fucking exclusive game for Xbox. But, I mean, to be fair, they're getting all the revenue and everything from it, from it other than the 30% that Microsoft gets. Mm. So, and, and that might not even actually be true because if... if What's even weirder is if fucking Microsoft is funding the game. If Microsoft is funding a game that is made by PlayStation to be an exclusive on Microsoft, that's that would be so weird. It's honestly kind of awesome. I mean, I mean, I, I don't know if that could work, but um, and and who knows? Microsoft may be like, oh, this is a conflict of interest. We need to, you know, we need to basically mm. cut bait on this contract and everything. Blah blah blah. But yeah, I don't know what to say about this whole. Could it, um, let me let me, let me ask a question that might get your gears turning. Could it be possible that, as PlayStation just recently announced with Bungie, that they're orchestrating some sort of investment in Kojima Productions, in which Kojima Productions remains independent but are still owned by Sony? Yeah, like maybe instead of Sony owning a hundred percent, they own like fifty one percent or something like that. Yeah. So like technically, they're they're the owner of the company, right? But because what what you know, was Kojima the Bungie announcement? Still has what's that? The Bungie announcement, right? They were like, oh yeah, you know, we're we're doing this deal. Wasn't it Bungie? Well, s- Bungie, I mean, Sony is going to own a hundred percent of Bungie, right? But there was but, that blurb about them. But there's remaining- like a. F- yeah, there well there's a there's a there's like something drawn up in the contract that at least for the near term Sony can't force Bungie to make exclusive games. Right, so they're going to remain independent in that regard. So they're going to remain multi-platform. Sure. Not necessarily independent. Right. If that makes any sense. But I wonder if there's so, a way to navigate the English language in such a way like you said Kojima's not a not a not a dummy. He's he's doing something here. There's something. And, and dude, if think about it, because there, there's all these rumors about a potentially PlayStation exclusive, like Metal Gear Solid remake what and shit just, like that. What if PlayStation like, bought Konami and then like they're like, we own Konami now. We want you to do the next Metal Gear. It's back back in your table. We'll give you all the money you want. 
Yeah, I mean, I I can tell you right now that PlayStation's not going to buy Konami because they don't unless they like specifically only purchase their gaming division, their their video game division. But like, I don't know. Like, if Sony got the rights to Metal Gear mm. from Konami to make this remake. And then they bought Kojima Productions, so they have the man, the myth, the legend in fucking house. And all they got to do is put it in the oven and let it cook. They could just say, like, hey, dude, you don't have to run the show on the remake. But, like, since we're, you're on payroll, can you be, like, a like a producer on it? Or, like, a, you know, like a you – know, they call it, like, an ex- like, a TV show is everybody's a fucking executive producer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, but it just means that they have input into the way that it's – the yeah. way that it's done. Yeah. So um, it could be something like – I mean that would be really interesting. I know that's that's really like sort of pie in the sky kind of stuff. But like you know, it, it, it would be interesting. I Honestly, for a long time, I've thought that Kojima production seems to set up to be purchased by Sony. Well, Death Stranding was and, a Sony exclusive game. Right, and and Kojima has a, a really deep relationship with Sony, not just because of this game, not just because of Death Stranding, but because of everything in the past. He's close friends with like Mark Cerny and stuff. So it's it's very – to me, it seems like if Kojima wants to be bought – He will be. Sony is the company that's going to buy him, Could, not yeah. like – you know, one of the no, I could be, I could put my foot in my mouth tomorrow. I have no fucking clue, but it it does seem to make sense. I also don't really perceive Kojima Hideo Kojima as being an individual who can be purchased. I feel like he's very creatively driven, and he's mm-hmm. not really driven by money. Now, money's nice, but you know, this guy doesn't need another. Dollar you know what I was just thinking of? He's super into like film and stuff. And horror I mean, and stuff, like yeah. you can tell, you can tell just based on the Metal Gear games. Like he's a fucking film freak. Mm-hmm. Like just just watch one of the cutscenes in Metal Gear that's an hour long, and you'll understand. But like, dude, Sony has a full fucking movie production arm. Mm-hmm. So like, just like there was talking, we were talking about before with Bungie being purchased. Now Bungie wants access to like Sony's ability to make you know tv shows and movies and all this kind of stuff and they want to spread their wings a little bit that way i could totally see like kojima being like yo you want to buy fucking uh kojima productions that's great if you fund this movie that i want to make or like you know or like hey i want my next game to be like a movie video game hybrid like something like quantum break but a fucking mind like kojima behind it which would be insane be such a cool movie i'd love to see something of his on the big screen dude it would be so cool like he could definitely do some weird shit if he had access to sony not to say that sony wouldn't give him what he wanted anyway but like it would definitely make things easier if he was under if he was on the payroll to have for it sure. done right. Yeah, I agree. Well, let's move on to the next news point. That was an interesting conversation, Jake. Hey, there was a new PS5 firmware update that rolled out on Wednesday. It cost me some game progress. Uh, I was in rest mode, and this thing rolled out in the morning, and I lost my lost my uh, temporary save. Um, but it appears the update just offers better performance per the patch notes. Did you also have? Do you have it like? Do you have it like installing automatically? Because I do. I don't. I do. 
Because mine, I it, I just have it ask me. It do, it doesn't install. It downloads it, but it won't install it until I ask. I need to. to change that setting. Every time this happens, I think about doing it now and, and never do it, and I forget, and then I lose like game progress, which is really annoying. Yeah, if there's one thing that I learned uh, from fucking Windows 10 that drives me fucking bananas is is I cannot stand platforms that automatically update and and cycle power on your machine, blowing away whatever the fuck you are doing. Yeah, because because now everybody's so used to rest mode and sleep mode and leaving your shit kind of open but powered down and like all and like so. Like, think about your phone. Like, you never fucking close anything on your phone. Like, I I do because I'm super anal about it. But, like, a lot of people just leave all the shit open on their phone, all the apps and everything like that, Mm. and they just use them or whatever. And and it's just the the systems are designed to be able to allow that to function that way. Yeah. And so people have gotten used to that being the way things work. So then – now you're like, oh, I got, you know, all my fucking documents open and all the shit that I was working on or my game open that's in rest mode or whatever. And then it's just like, well, fuck it. I'm installing an update and who cares what the hell you are working on? It's all gone now. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like the game, I feel like the PS5 should be smart enough to know you have a game suspended. If you have a game suspended, don't automatically install it. But if you do, if you don't have a game suspended, then go ahead and fucking install it because who cares? But if you've got a game suspended, there's a potential of fucking your shit up. Yeah. And like, you know, I was mentioning in a previous podcast about how I had like corruption issues with data and stuff. Dude, I honestly wonder if there's a problem with my PS5 because I'm get I got messages on my PS5 about how it can't upload my Skyrim save because the data is corrupted. That's weird. So, um, Stay tuned for that because right. if my PS5 dies, I don't know what I'm going to do because I can't get another one apparently. Yeah, good luck. And uh, you're past that year warranty. So, um, yeah. hey, Hello Games, the developer of No Man's Sky, and also the Rocky comeback story that we all love to hear about. They're talking briefly publicly about their new project, which is strangely not a sequel to No Man's Sky. And Sean Murray, the head of the company, um, had this to say in quotes for a while now we've been working on something pretty ambitious in the background it's a small team but we like it that way end quote and then in the article it says he continues to say uh similar to no man's sky it's the kind of project that even if we had a thousand people working on it it'd still seem impossible so here he fucking goes like come on man you can only be rocky one time you don't get 10 of these you get one chance. Well, so here's the thing about No Man's Sky that I that I will say in defense of that studio. Everything wrong with that game was in the features that they promised at launch. So they promised that there was going to be multiplayer and all this shit, and there wasn't when it launched. However, the technology of the game that they were saying was the like impossible fucking crazy like World thing building, about network, them making these stuff. like trillions of planets and shit that was there and that function <laughs> and it was awesome even though the game was some kind of empty and it didn't have like these features that they were discussing and that was the real real bummer about it yeah. was that yeah like the hardcore technology that shit was there but it didn't have like the stuff that made it fun to play, right. which was the problem. So if Sean Murray comes out, and, I mean, these dudes, like, I don't know how, I don't know. I mean, 
I don't know how he figured out how to make a game. They're brainiacs. Like that. These guys are smart guys. Smart but like, team. If, if he's saying that they've got a, a new idea like this, like I believe that they can come up with this weird technology. Now we have to see what it is first. I just hope that on this new project, he dials it back with the fucking promises. With the PR, and he's just like, right? this is the concept. This is what it is. This is exactly what you're getting. Not being like, oh, well, we're going to have this. We're going to have this. We're going to have this. And then, oh, wait a second. Asterisk. I didn't necessarily mean at launch. Right. It, 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 it's, it's all about the messaging with them. Like they, they have to basically they got to put a fucking muzzle on this guy until and like basically Sony PR has to tell if this is a Sony exclusive. I don't know if it's going to be or not, um, but Whoever's controlling the PR no, at, at uh, Hello Games needs to They're be like pretty small Mr. Studio. Murray. Yeah. This is what you need to fucking do whenever you talk to the public. Well, I'm sure and, they learned their lesson because they caught so much shit from the first game and the things that they said, and the backlash was just almost a, seemingly inevitable for them to uh, overcome, and they did. And they've stuck with supporting that game for free. Uh, all the updates we talk about. It. There's been like they just announced another update yeah, that looks fucking awesome. Tons of them. It's now VR. It's got all this Dude, stuff. I, well, the thing I gotta is, play this game again. Yeah, so, I gotta play this game again. So they're riding high on this comeback that they just had. It's like you know, twelfth round. Uh, they're in a boxing match against the world, and they somehow get a TKO, and uh, they win, and they get to Adrian, you know, and they're so excited, and they did it. So, you know, they're still riding that high that they've done such a good job. He just needs, like you said, he needs to button it up a little bit and not get people stoked about something that perhaps they can or can't deliver on. You know, it's just it might be a little early. Who knows? We'll see what they have to offer. I'm curious, but I am happy to hear that they're trying to do something inventive and creative. So maybe a lot of what they're doing is going to borrow a lot of the code they've already written for No Man's Sky. It's just going to implement it in mm-hmm. a different way. Um Oddworld Soulstorm uh, developer, uh, they were they were apparently dissatisfied with how the game performed, and they kind of ousted PlayStation Plus. Um, but then uh, the the dude walked back his comments. Um, apparently, they were working on Abe's Exodus, like the the remake. And at that point, they needed some additional funding to finish that project. They struck a deal with Sony for some financial backing. This is like kind of read between the lines stuff. Um, to finish that project with what appears or what seems to have been some sort of an agreement to put Soulstorm when it comes out on Plus for a flat fee instead of like getting generating revenue on it or whatever. Like we're just going to get – okay. It's almost like they almost said, hey, we'll put this game on Plus for free, for free air quotes in exchange for a loan that we don't ever have to pay you back for so we can finish this game. It's what it seems like happened. Now, I know the – Soulstorm did have 4 million downloads. There's nothing to sneeze at, but we don't know how many of those were actually from Plus users or how many were actually purchases. But I guess the developer was like really salty uh, in a recent... He was Born like... Landing. Yeah. The 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 creator. It, yeah. I, I... So my big thing about this is that the only way that I could see him having this point of view is if the money that he got for the game vastly underestimated how many downloads they were going to have. 
but at the same time, now granted, this guy probably has more information than I do. Yeah, we don't have a lot but, to go on. We're reading between the lines here. But if that game came out and it was $60, or even let's say it was $40, there's no fucking way it was 4 million downloads. I'm just telling you that right now. Right. I've downloaded Oddworld games, and I don't even like them. I don't even play them. They're, they're very... Oddworld games are very, like... It's... It's a very niche thing, and if you're not nostalgic for those old, P- like PlayStation Oddworld games that you played because they were inventive at the time and they were more, uh, you know, of the era. Like I don't, I don't know that. Now I did hear that Soulstorm is really good. I will say that I did hear that Soulstorm is really good, but I just I don't like the whole the whole game is based around. You know, basically, you freaking nannying these guys out of this facility. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm just not into escort mission type games. And I'm sure that it's deeper than that. And I'm sorry to Oddworld fans out there. But, like, I, maybe, and he must have gotten some information to make him feel like he got the short end of the stick on this deal. But my first opinion is that unless Sony like way underbid him on this, I guarantee you that I'd be surprised that 4 million downloads, I'd be surprised if half of those converted to sales Hmm. if it was if it was only for purchase day one. I don't know. I don't know. I can't tell you. But yeah, this is we we can't. This is what happens. I don't know. This is this is again. This could speak to the streaming stuff. Could speak to the stuff that we've talked about on the show. Like, you, know, you put your stuff out there for next to nothing, and you put it on a platform where it's given away. You got to be careful the deals that you're striking with people. You know, in in businesses, you just have to be careful. I, you know, and like I think to what Jake was saying, like, you know, I I believe that the reason they have four million downloads is because it was probably offered for nothing. You know. Uh, it's a, it's always a fine line, you know. That's why developers sometimes come out of the gate and they charge for twenty bucks for a game rather than thirty five or forty or fifty, right? Because they know there's a sweet spot in marketing that if you have your your price at a certain level, you're going to actually make more money than if you charged more for it because you get more people to purchase it at the lower cost, and which would to equate to be like the higher cost of people buy it. It's it's marketing. So I don't know. It is interesting um, the effect that maybe PlayStation Plus did or did not have on the numbers here, and it's also interesting the the effect that it has on all the games that are featured on PlayStation Plus. You know, I think uh, I don't know. I it's really hard to say. I you know, game, I'm surprised that you, I don't know a lot of these first party games that Sony has. I'm surprised that after so many years. We still don't have access to some of them via Plus because it's like, wow, they must, they're really relying on those greatest hits collections for the $20 that they get for each time one gets purchased or something. You know, there's there's been a few that have done really well when when released, but they they must still have some wheels. But I don't know. It's just interesting. I don't know. I'll mm. quit talking about it. Hey, there's a really good post over on the PlayStation blog about the vinyl releases for the soundtracks. Vinyl, meaning records. For the soundtracks for the latest Ratchet game, Ghost of Tsushima and Returnal. So I know we've talked about this briefly, but there's a really nice article over there with a lot of pictures about what you're going to get if you buy any of these. 
So if you love video games and you collect vinyl records, these actually look really, really nice. So if it's something in your wheelhouse or something you want to add to your record collection, it is really cool. So just throwing that out there. And then lastly but not least, BioWare recently confirmed that the new Mass Effect is finally now in development. So we've got a ways to go on that, though. So it's in development, and they're only now announcing that. So I'd give it at least three years probably. Uh, yeah. So it's going to be a while. At least. So If they, if they just started developing it in, yeah. in uh, earnest. Yeah. So new games. Okay, April 9th. Winter Ember on PS5, PS4, April 20th. I don't know why it says April 9th. I don't think April 9th is right. Maybe it is. Um, probably supposed to probably be 19th. Uh, let's say April 19th. April 20th, Liberated Enhanced Edition. April 21st, Chernobylite on PS5. MotoGP 22, PS5, PS4. Samurai Bringer on PS4. And April 22nd, Ao the Clown. Uh, PS5, PS4. Sound like I said clowned, but I didn't mean it. it's Ao or Io the Clown. PS5, PS4. So that's all I've got for the show today. We're ringing in a little over an hour. We try to keep the podcast as a digestible amount so you don't have to sit and listen to us talk for three hours or four hours. And we know we respect your time. You guys are all adults for the most part, I'm guessing. And you probably have work and other household chores to fucking do. So um, that's all I have, Jake. Do you have anything you want to add to the show here? I hope everyone had a nice Easter, a nice holiday. I don't know. Mm. No, uh, I'm going to play some more Elden Ring, try to get to Slay the Spire this week. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know what the hell I'm going to do after that. It sounds like if I have the gumption, I could play Elden Ring as long as I wanted to. But yeah, uh, I might try something else at some point. I don't know. I, there, there's some stuff that like I, I need to get back to, like uh, Diablo 2 remastered and stuff like that. So. I don't know, but it's starting to get now. The weather today was cold, but it was sunny. Um, yesterday was nice. It was a, a little chilly, but it wasn't too bad. So I am the more the weather kind of turns around here, the more anxious I am to get outside. Mm. So I'm trying to do as much gaming as I can right now. That way, and I know that like that sounds like. You know, I don't do much gaming even when I'm trying to. It's it's not because I don't love it. It's just because I have other stuff going on. But it's like I'm trying to kind of play some stuff right now because I know as soon as we get that first day that's like 75 degrees and sunny, the last thing I'm going to be thinking about is video games. And it, this is coming from the perspective of somebody in northwest Pennsylvania. We're still who, getting snow this week. Yeah, we had snow this morning when we woke up. And it's fucking Easter. So, in like last year or the year before that, we had snow in May. So it's like our winters. I'm not going to say our winters are as long as like Alaska and shit like Starts that. Starts around but November like, though. But you know, it's been six months of this shit, and I'm ready to go outside. So there. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I'm done. Sure. I gotta go to work tomorrow. Yeah. I'm sort of pissed about it, but whatever. Yeah. Same here. Well, I will say that last episode I was gonna put a song on by my friends in a band called Signals Midwest. They released a new record called Dent. I did get a message from Ryan, their bass player, and he was like, dude, you can use our shit for whatever you want. And I was like, thanks, man, because they're kind of bigger. They're actually touring Europe right now. They're in Europe right now doing some stuff out there. So, um, Jake, the way I'm going to have to do this, because I have the album, but I don't have the MP3, is I'm going to their band camp, and I'm just going to rip it while we record the show. 
So if you want to hang up the call, you can. I'm just going to leave it recording for a while so that I can get it on, uh, get the audio file for the podcast. So, are you allowed to do? Yeah, that? he doesn't fucking care. Yeah, he, I, I mean, like, isn't there like some Bandcamp terms of service or oh, some shit that you're I don't violating? No, they won't know I'm doing it. Ryan won't care anyways, and he'll defend me. Okay, well, uh, then I guess we'll just end there. And well, I'm we gonna got, go. Yeah, we got to close it out. We got to close it out though. Yeah. But anyways, this 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 is a song called I Used to Draw by the band Signals Midwest. And uh, they're good friends of mine, so go check out their record. Um, you can go to their website, signalsmidwest.bandcamp.com. And uh, like Zen Pinball, Zone of the Enders, and Zombie Vikings. P.S. P.S. This is This is awesome. awesome. Lived in all day long daydreams. I drew my mother's markers dry. An early way of getting high. I drew the dogs hardwood sprawl. Warm instructions in the hall. I only captured what I could, but I think I was getting pretty good. I was getting pretty good. And when I set my pencil down Decades later in a different town I left a trail of tired lines That no straight edge could ever guide I spoke to the city and it spoke back It ain't bad as you back What lies here is no less true It ain't all just built Day long daydream.